Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo. In light of findings that 74% of all B2B and B2C buyers do their own research online before making a purchase, it's time for you to better understand how your customers make their purchasing decisions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, this is where the best run. What can I say? Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. Okay, I have a quote from Chris Sheen, and he puts in his bio, no relation to Charlie, just thought I'd mention that. He is the CMO at a company called Sideways 6, that's all I know, and here is the quote. Whether you're a marketing veteran or are brand new to the game, ah, interesting game of marketing, that's my sidebar, keeping on top of the latest technologies and tools available is a tough ask. He says that when he started out in marketing, it was easy to get lost in the swell of lists of must-have tech and tools. In the last five years, he has tried out literally hundreds of tools to try and improve performance. A trial and error can be invigorating, and it's led to great breakthroughs, but the research process can be exhausting. So that's why you're here. We're going to see if we can hone in on the best of the best. So hello, SMB, small to mid-sized businesses, and if you prefer to call yourself an SME, small to mid-sized enterprise, this is for you. So let's look at what you're faced with today. Are you worried that it's expensive and learning and Intensive. I just mentioned that in my quote from Mr. Sheen. Learning intensive to arm your marketing team with the right tools to evaluate you know. You have to evaluate your campaign performance. You've got to gather audience insights. You've got to boost your market efficient, marketing efficiency. So much to do. Well, worry not. A well-rounded marketing plan can include three kinds of tools we're going to talk about today. Free Don't you love those? Maybe not so much. Freemium, we'll find out what that means, and paid tools. We have a panel of three experts. You know them all from various shows, the series and one of our others, and they're going to talk to us about how they select their marketing tools and the favorites they cannot live and work without. So let me tell you who our three experts are today, and then we'll get started. First up, welcoming Kirsten Boyleau. She's the head of regional engagement and social selling at SAP. Kirsten is the sponsor sponsor of a separate series on social selling here on Game Changers Radio. Thrilled to have her on this series, Think Big, Work Small. Joining her is Lisa Durrett, a regular on this series. She is the chief strategist and founder of a company called Broad Insight. And Insight is spelled I-N-S-I-T-E. And we'll get an update from her on what she's been up to. Rounding out the panel, of course, is Lorraine Maurice. I want to say sweet Lorraine, SAP Senior Director, Global Indirect Channel Marketing, and she calls herself a modern marketer. And Lorraine is the sponsor of this wonderful series focused on you, the SMB slash SME, whatever you want to call yourself. So welcome, ladies. Welcome back. You've all been on many times before. Kirsten Boyleau has sent us a quote from H. Jackson Brown Jr. You may know him as the author of Life's Little Instruction Book, which was a New York Times bestseller back in 1991 and 94. He also published A Father's Book of Wisdom. He published a book called P.S. I Love You. These were quotes of sayings from his mother and father. And Life's Little Instruction Book was actually a going-away gift for his college-bound son. It had 511 reminders of how to live a happy and rewarding life. He has had so many bestsellers, 
But this particular book spent two years on the New York Times bestseller list. Kirsten, I don't know if you know this, but this was the first number one book that was simultaneously on the list in paperback and hardback at the same time. His wife also published a book called Rosemary Brand's Big Kitchen Instruction Book. They love to give instructions. Here's the quote. The best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. Kirsten Boyleau, how are you today? I am doing very well, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for joining you? us. This is I'm well. This is a switch. You're usually on your social selling, changing the game with social selling, and here you are on Lorraine Maurice's series, Think Big, Work Small. Tell me, how did that happen? <laughs> I had told uh, Lorraine a long time ago that I would love a chance to be on her show. Um, I think it's a great, great program, and I really wanted to uh, to take part, and so here I am. I am delighted. I, I have to encourage our other sponsors. Uh, our listeners don't know that different teams at SAP sponsor and fund and control the editorial calendars, meaning the topic selection and the guest invitations for each of their series. And then I come in as the producer and host and take over and do all of that good stuff. So, Kirsten, this is the first I've heard where one sponsor wanted to go and approached another sponsor. I think playing well in the sandbox is a wonderful thing. So, Kirsten, interesting quote from H. Jackson Brown, Jr., Did you, do you know what his real first name is, what the H stands for? Do you know? I don't know. What does it You're going to be for? surprised. It's Harriet, H-A-R-R-I-E-T-T. Not one T and not T-T-E. It's Harriet. That's probably why he spells it just with the initial H. So talk to me about this. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a words to live by. The best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. How did you pick that? And we're talking about marketing toolkit for SMBs, SMEs. How does this relate, Kirsten? Well, I, I got thinking about the topic and I was thinking, you know, um, as you uh, invest in tools for your marketing stack, you always have to think about, okay, what am, how am I going to use this tomorrow? How is this going to grow with my company? Is this going to be the best fit for me, um, you know, six months, 12 months, two years, five years down the road? And, and so um, I got thinking about that and thought, how do you prepare for, for that kind of, of evolution of your company? And so just, it, that's what struck me about it is, you know, doing your best today, doing the best you can to choose the tools that are going to be, make the right fit for your company and give you the, the most flexibility. Um, and by, and that will help you prepare for tomorrow. Thank you, Kirsten. Question for you. Do you think a lot of marketers and companies, <clears throat> I'm assuming that starting out companies will have a very small budget for marketing tools. And so we're going to be talking today about free, freemium and paid. But do you think there's this shiny new object syndrome where they might listen to a show like this or they might be searching on YouTube for videos about marketing tips or they might be attending a lot of free webinars and they hear about this tool can do it and that tool. And do you think they're going to load up that marketing stack with a bunch of freebies at first before they actually invest? And is that a good thing? Just a quick overview from you. Uh, I think that that happens no matter this, what size of the business. Um, everybody's always attracted to that bright, shiny mm. object and wants to check it out and, and see what, it, um, what it's like. It takes a lot of discipline to not do that. Um, so I, I don't think that that's necessarily unique to the small enterprise. Um, as for you know, you know, um, stacking their uh, their marketing team with uh, lots of free products, I think that's. I think I honestly think that that's a good way to start because at least you get uh, a flavor of what's working, what's not going to work for your business, and um, and then to know where you're going to be able to best invest your money. 
um, when you move when you're ready to move to the to the uh, paid versions. Thank you, Kirsten. Great insight. That's what I wanted to put out there right away. That shiny, and it's not necessarily bad. Thank you. And now let's go to our second, also frequent guest on this series, Lisa Dorette at Broad Insight. In a few minutes, we'll find out what she's been up to. But Lisa has sent us a quote from Paul Arden. I didn't know his name. 1940 to 2008. He was a creative director of Saatchi and Saatchi one of the world's most famous and biggest advertising agencies, and an author of books on advertising and motivation, including, get this, whatever you think, think the opposite. That's one. And the other title is, It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want to Be. I love that. Uh, Interestingly enough, he handled the accounts for British Airways, Anchor Butter, Toyota, Revita, Nivea, Trust House Forte, Alexon Group, and Fuji, and they say that his British Airways ads changed the fortunes of the airline. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, Prime Minister, former Prime Minister, uh, she called him, let's see, she said, here's a tribute in the independent newspaper. Arden was the ringmaster behind the whole creative circus that saw British Airways become the world's favorite airlines. The Independent become the new intelligentsia's favorite newspaper. Margaret Thatcher become the nation's favorite leader and Silk cut their favorite cigarette. So he left quite an impression. Here is the quote from Paul Arden. If you get stuck, draw with a different pen. Change your tools. It may free your thinking. Lisa Durrett, what a great quote. How did you find this? And welcome back. How are you? You know, hey, Bonnie, I'm glad to be back. Um, I always love trying to find quotes that kind of fit the topic, and I found this, and I just thought it, you know, resonated with me, you know, given the topic that we're talking about today, right? We're talking about marketing tools, and sometimes, you know, when I talk with clients, you know, they, they either seem to be kind of fixated on what somebody's told them they have to use, um, or, you know, maybe they're using one thing and it's not working, but they don't really know what else to do, and you know, I think the beauty that we have today with technology, with the advent of all these fabulous marketing tools and analytical tools that are out there is that you you can try things out, try them on for size. If it's not working, make a switch. Um, and sometimes, you know, a, a little change is all you need to kind of open up your mind and get the things moving again. So for me, this is uh, this quote kind of resonates with me. Thank you very much. So let's, Lisa, let's just go back a moment to the question I asked Kirsten Boyleau a little bit ago, and I asked her if this shiny new object is the way that companies can easily and low cost, there may be a learning curve cost, of course, but uh, low cost, find new pens, if you will, from Paul Arden's quote, changing, drawing with a different pen. Is this a good way to find out what's new and interesting and shiny and just keep moving toward those for a while till you find your stride? and find the, the pen that really works? What's your thought? Um, I think it is a good way to try things on for size, so to speak, but I think they have to be careful not to just kind of keep keep trying and, and not giving something a chance to, you know, have an impact. I mean, you have to make a little bit of a commitment to say, okay, we're going to give it a try for a certain period of time and see what the results are going to be. But a lot of solutions today have, you know, free or or very low-cost entry, you know, trial mm-hmm. periods or even, you know, kind of smaller features, less features, but ways that you can try things without without, without having to make the big commitment, without feeling overwhelmed like you're, you're getting into an automation uh, email marketing tool that's going to cost hundreds, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars when you can try something for a few months for free or, 
or very next to nothing from a budget impact. So I think it is a good place uh, for them to try things on um, and, and definitely see how they fit for their business. Thank you very much, and we'll find out a little more about what you've been up to in a few minutes. Thank you, Lisa, and welcome back. And now let's turn to the lady who sponsors this series, Lorraine Maurice, our modern marketer. I love how you put that in quotes. And Lorraine has found a quote. I've never heard it before, but I know the person who is the source, Tina Turner, born Anna May Bullock, 1939. She is an amazing performer, American-born Swiss singer, songwriter, dancer, actress, and author. She started in international prominence as a featured singer with Ike Turner's King of Kings of Rhythm before she left Ike for various reasons we won't get into and became a solo performer. She has been called the Queen of Rock and Roll and so far she has sold over 200 million albums and singles all over the world. She is one of the world's all-time best-selling artists. Very, very interesting. She is the only female artist to win concurrent Grammy nominations for pop, rock, and R&B. She has received a Legend Award from the World Music Award. She was the female artist with the most shows in 2000 and the first female artist in the UK to have a top 40 hit in six consecutive decades. Lorraine, that's really something. 60 years she was hitting that top 40. So here is the quote. Listen up. I will never give in to old age until I become old. Lorraine, I want to cry at that quote. How, how, you got to help me with this. How does this have to do with marketing toolbox? Talk to me. Oh, it has everything to do with marketing toolbox, and it even relates to the term I use for myself, modern marketer, um, and that's that we're never too old to change and adapt. And if anybody's ever seen Tina Turner, a video, I encourage you to even go watch the video of Big Wheels Keep on Turning. The woman is amazing, and she just doesn't let down. She may change it up. She may adapt, but she doesn't stop. And that's what we need to think about today, whether we're in you know, a small business, an entrepreneur, even in corporate America, is that we have to continue to, to adapt, to try new things, and not think that we're too old. I, I deal with a, a lot of small businesses, and, and a lot of times they'll tell me that not only are they too old, but, you know, I'm an engineer, not a marketer. You know, I'm an accountant, so on. But it's never too late. You're never too old um, to try something new, to learn something new. And usually when you're trying something new and learning something new, it comes from something foundational that you've done before. So even though it may be a new method, like social selling, social media, mm-hmm. digital marketing. Um, it really has a foundation to something you've done before. And, and that's where I felt this, uh, this resonated me with Tina. And, and going back to the modern marketer, you know, I'm not a millennial, but I am a modern marketer because I've adapted to what's needed to happen in today's world to be successful in creating revenue. That was so well put, Lorraine. That was beautiful. I wish I could have typed as fast as you were speaking and I was thinking about it and put that entire passage onto Twitter in one big tweet. Of course, I would have broken the character limit. So well put. And and thank you. And so let me ask you the same question. Shiny new object is, and presumably those are the freebies, shiny new object for your marketing stack, your marketing toolkit or toolbox, whatever you're going to reference it as. What do you think? Is that a good way for small businesses, mid-sized businesses to try test the waters, if you will, dip their toe in what's happening in the world of modern marketing? What's your thought, Lorraine? Well, you know, one, I'll start with failure can be success. So I always, 
always recommend that you look at, not necessarily invest lots of money, but you look at, evaluate, and pilot something new, that shiny penny. And in our environment today, there are so many trial offers and free offers for 30 days, for 60 days, that you can try and pilot and see, you know, see what happens. And so I do encourage people to, to take a chance to, to, to try something new, especially when you can control it from a financial perspective and a resource perspective. Thank you very much. Good advice. Now we're going to circle around to Kirsten and then Lisa and then Lorraine and find out where you're calling from. What's in your cup today or what would you really like to be drinking that you might put in your cup after the show? And just give me each a quick update on what you've been up to since we spoke last. Kirsten, you're up first. I am just drinking uh, cold water. I've got a very sore throat, so I'm trying to keep hydrated Aww. while I talk through today. <laughs> um, I am in Waterloo. It's hot and sunny today here. Um, it's going to be really humid this weekend, so I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, what I've been up to, uh, just lots and lots of uh, social selling work, regional engagement work, and localization work here at SAP. Thank you very much. And drink, what, what's in your cup? I know you don't feel well right now, but let's say you felt better. What would you be having later today or over the over the humid weekend? What's your preferred drink, Kirsten? Oh, I uh, last night, before I started feeling sick, I went out and bought um, some uh, uh, Rattlers, grapefruit Rattlers. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. No, what are they? Um, it's it's a, a half and half mixture of beer and grapefruit juice. And um, I don't, Drink generally like beer. I'm personally more of a wine person, but I actually really like um, grapefruit Rattlers. They're really good, and uh, the, I think the brand I bought last night was Stiegel or something. Like, I think yep. it's S T I E G L. That's right. I'm looking at it right now. Stiegel Rattler parentheses grapefruit, and there's a uh, some kind of it looks like a German yes Stiegel Brauerei zu Salzburg GmbH. And uh, it's, uh, let's see now, Siegel Rattler Grapefruit, Where to Buy Near Me. It's on BeerMenus.com. And here's an article, Kirsten, on American Craft Beer. And the article is called, What the Hell is a Rattler? I'm sorry. (laughs) Seriously. Talk about attention-grabbing headlines in a blog. And here's another one at VineVinePair.com. Seven of the best Rattlers to drink this summer. And uh, very, very interesting. Ten best Shandy and Radley beers. friend of mine was supposed to meet up with me and some other ladies for dinner last night and couldn't make it. And she said, have a Shandy on me. And here it just popped up on this list. So I'll have to look that one up too. Thank you very much. I hope you feel well enough over the weekend that you can enjoy your Radler, R-A-D-L-E-R. Thank you, Kirsten. That was I new. Canada Day this coming weekend, so I'm hoping that oh, I can celebrate. I was going to ask, what do Canadians do while we're having our July 4th independence celebration here in the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. we ha- Well, we have Canada Day on July 1st, uh, so we don't really do anything while you're doing July 4th, but uh, we, we do celebrate on our own on July 1st. I'm so and glad to hear that. It's our 51st anniversary. Well, Mazel Tov, congratulations. Thank you. I hope you feel better, but you sound great to us. You always do, Kirsten. Lisa Durrett, where are you? What are you up to at Broad Insight? And first, tell me, what are you drinking or what are you thinking about drinking later? I got up very, very early this morning. We're in the process of moving, so uh, we're moving on Saturday. So (laughs) up early, stay up late, packing, getting ready. So, But I can tell you that when I'm done this weekend, I'll be... um, drinking my favorite choice of uh, drinks right now, which is an Aperol Spritz. So 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's actually no. A, spell it for me. Spell it. A P A P E R O L. It's a very uh, actually a very popular drink in Italy, northern Italy, but um, it's very refreshing. Yeah. Has aperol, prosecco, um, a little bit of club soda, and some orange, and it's my favorite drink, especially during the summer. And it's a very pretty drink. I'm looking at it in beautiful glasses that are half full or tall, uh, cooler glasses, mm-hmm. I call them, with a slice when of, I'm oh, like- they want, Lisa, the website won't let me in unless I say I'm over 21. Should I say yes? <laughs> they, yeah. Liquor.com will not even let me look at the drink without, oh my, this is very interesting. I can't even get out of this screen. It's just say, yes, okay, yes, I am over 21. I'm not giving you my email address, and I'm not a professional bartender. Okay, so we got <laughs> out of that one. Well, thank you. So what is Aperol? looks like Aperol is, is some kind of a liqueur. It's an aperitif from Italy, and then they mix it with the um, Prosecco, Prosecco and mm-hmm. some orange and a little splash of club soda, and it's, it's delicious. And it's beautiful. And it actually has its own page on Wikipedia. I didn't know that. Let's see. Aperol was originally produced by the Barbieri Company based in Padua, now produced by the Campari Company. It was originally created in 1919, did not become successful until after World War II. Tastes and smells like Campari, but it has an alcohol content of 11%. And they both have the same sugar content, but it's less bitter. And Campari is darker in color. That's probably more information than anybody ever wanted. And (laughs) Now, Lisa Tourette, tell me what you've been up to at Broad Insight. Tell everybody what your company does. Um, We are a a content marketing firm um, targeting small to medium-sized enterprises. Um, We also do outsource marketing for them as well, where we can come in and if they're a startup or a small company, just become their marketing department. So we've been very busy, um, very busy. And as I said, we're getting ready to move over the weekend, so... We'll where are you moving? Can you give us an idea? Well. Moving from where to where? Um, how far away? We're actually moving two miles up the street. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing super exciting. Staying in the same area, just moving right up the street. Okay, I can see you pushing the piano. Okay, we only have 55 more blocks to go. Okay, very, very good. <laughs> well, happy, happy move. Glad to hear that. And Lorraine Maurice, where are you today? And what's your favorite drink? And what have you been up to? I am in very hot, humid Atlanta, Georgia, on the east coast of the United States, and today I'm drinking a smoothie, and um, my colleague Brittany Goo gave me the recipe. Um, I've added um, cauliflower to my strawberry banana smoothie, and uh, getting extra vitamins by hiding the vegetables with the fruit. (laughs) Oh, my I'm not going to say the other word. Oh, my. Because I've started roasting cauliflower in the oven, in a 425 oven, on one of those thin throwaway uh, aluminum types of party platters that you can buy, you know, in the supermarket, throw them away. But I line it with foil, and then I spritz some extra virgin olive oil from a spray, a sprayer. One of the brands makes it now where you just put a little spritz instead of smearing it. A little bit of Johnny Season Salt, and I cut the cauliflower into decent-sized florets, like uh, an inch and a half in diameter, two inches in diameter, and I roast it for about a half hour on a 425 oven and eat them hot, and they're like candy, Lorraine. So I don't even want to bury them, and this is a new new love thing for me with cauliflower. How does it taste with the cauliflower? You know, it's it's delicious. I mean, obviously, there you know, there's a mild change in flavor from just the sweet fruit, 
but mm-hmm. it really is delicious. And, it, and again, it's a way to, to it can, you know, if you're supposed to eat, you know, five vegetables a day, it's a good way to get one incorporated into breakfast without, you know, having a, an omelet with lots of veggies in it. So it's a, it's a great. I like that a lot. What have you been up to? What has our official modern market have been doing recently? Oh, I have been traveling and working with um, our partners who are small and medium businesses themselves and working with them to, to develop marketing plans and look at their um, digital, do digital health checks with them and see what type of messaging we need to use. So it's been a fascinating um, opportunity um, to learn from them and to help me prepare for the second half of our year and hopefully share some of my learnings with our audience. Thank you very much. You always do, and you do it so well. And I am drinking cool, clear water from my cool, clear mug. I'm here in Durham, North Carolina. Lorraine, I am waving out the window at you from Durham down to Atlanta. And uh, we started out at 75 degrees this morning, and we're heading up into the low 90s again. We had consistent mid to high 90s last week, and the garden in front, and even the plants on my screened porch in the back were literally laying down and crying, water me, water me. So I'm carrying bottles and bottles of water out to the porch three times a day. It's been a little better in the mid-70s the past couple of days, but looks like we're heading back up. So I have to get used to my first southern summer. This looks like it's going to be fun. So here we are. We're talking to three experts on the question of how do you stack your marketing toolkit or toolbox. If you're an SME, small to mid-sized enterprise, or SMB, if you prefer to go with business over enterprise, come on, you can grow up and call it an enterprise. We'll go with that. Kirsten Boyleau at SAP, Lisa Durrett at Broad Insight, and Lorraine Maurice at SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I plan to be after the break. Yes, we are going to take a, no, green straw, Aaron's at, oh my goodness, my engineer always wants to know what color straws in my water. It is a green straw today, Aaron, and I had a pink one yesterday. I don't know how he knew that. Something going on here. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, so don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We'll be back in 90 seconds, and Kirsten Boyleau will help me kick off the roundtable with some interesting points on the question, what do my three panelists favor as the flavor, not of the day, but what do they rely on the best? What's the most important tool in the marketing toolkit? We will be right back. Aaron, out. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Studies have shown that buyers in today's digital economy are spending more time online than ever before, discovering and researching products and services. As a result, it is critical for businesses like yours to learn how to locate and engage with prospects and customers in this digital space. Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers explores the impact of changing digital economy on small to medium-sized businesses. We'll define the challenges SMEs face to proactively connect with buyers on their digital journey and share proven strategies to put into action to be successful. Tune in to hear the experiences and insights of top sales and marketing thought leaders and practitioners as they discuss how the digital economy is reshaping the SME business world. 
Think Big, Work Small, presented by SAP, every Thursday on the Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers. Here we are. We're back. We're thinking big. We're working small for SMEs, SMBs, actually, for anybody talking about what is going to happen with your marketing toolkit. You're going to pack it with free, freemium, or paid. And I think, you know what, ladies on my panel, Kirsten Boyleau, Lisa Durrett, and Lorraine Maurice, let's just quickly go around and do some definitions. I think we all know what free is. I think we all know what paid is. Kirsten, what's your definition of freemium? And then we'll get into some details on what you can't live without. Kirsten, what is a freemium? In my view, freemium is um, those tools that uh, they kind of draw you into to paying for that premium license. You get to try out some of the more premium features before you actually pay for them. The features that aren't available with the actual free version, um, and and but that's that's my understanding of what the freemium means. Thank you. I I think that's what I looked up. I just wanted to hear your take on it. Lisa, do you agree, disagree with that definition? Let's go around the table and see if we can expand it. Anything different? Um, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, that's, a, that's a good example of what it is. It's, it's basically, you know, you have these platforms that have tiered out um, packages or offerings. It's a pricing strategy so that, you know, I think it's a win-win for a small business. They can get in, um, as I said, for like the free or the low cost you know, less feature-rich option and try it on for size. Um, But a lot of the platforms and solutions that offer that strategy, that pricing structure, I think is a good thing because it allows the small business to come in and and get in uh, with a solution and have that solution grow with them as their business grows. Thank you. Lorraine Maurice, anything you want to add to that? Just want our listeners to know what you three very smart people think about this option. Go ahead. So I'm going to add to it in a different way, and I will okay. say that nothing in life is free. So I think we all know that. So even the free offers, um, even though I wouldn't say there's a catch, um, look look closely at the um, restrictions or what's going to happen next. Uh, you will become part of their, uh, obviously, sales funnel. Uh, they will call you. That is not to deter you from using them, and that's not to deter you from looking at the upgrades that they offered. I think Lisa mentioned that. But um, I, I just want to say that. And I also just want to say that the, the tools that we're about to talk with today are really suggestions or recommendations for you to do your homework. It truly is, whether it's free or premium or, or paid, it really is about your business and where your business stands today and what the needs are. Thank you. Very well put. Yes, we we, this, we should have the legal disclaimer on this as, <laughs> as a, lot of, a lot of webinars and a lot of uh, uh, 
blogs say, you know, this is not legal advice, consult with a qualified attorney or psychiatrist or internist or whatever. Yes, we're just giving some ideas here. Thank you, ladies, for that. Sorry to throw that ringer at you. I know we hadn't planned to do a definition, but this was very helpful. Kirsten Boylow, let's look at something you recommend. And again, it's a recommendation for a marketing toolkit. You say, get creative. Use your phone camera to capture fun, informal videos. Use some video editing software if you have it to clean it up. And you can use those multiple times in multiple ways. Sounds great. Kirsten, tell us more, please. Yeah, there's some really great um, video uh, capturing tools out there. The one I, I would like to recommend is Videolicious. And um, it's like uh, Delicious, but with video in the front of it. And uh, it is a really cool tool that in the free version, um, it's fairly basic, as you can imagine, um, that you, you, know, you have this um, great way of capturing um, video. You can add in music, and there's a... Um, you know, a few little editing tools within the, the, the platform. Um, once you actually buy into the premium version, it is, um, you can add in your own branding, uh, you can add in your, uh, the bottom third, which is that um, banner across mm-hmm. the bottom of the screen that shows your name and your title, that kind of thing. And, and you can use those videos in multiple different ways. You can um, uh, create, you can, if you have one standard video that you want to use as a demo, then you can create um, like intros and outros for your customers and say, hey, I wanted to share this with you. I thought you might be interested in it. Um, and, and then, you know, hope you like that video. Let's connect. I'll, I'll send a meeting invite for next week. You can use them as prospecting. You can use them as um, ways to do, uh, you know, generate awareness and demand generation. And you can also do them as use them as, as follow-ups as part of your um, you know, you're building your advocacy, customer advocacy programs. Like, there's all kinds of ways that you can use a video in general. Um, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this huge production. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on um, high-quality video because if you think about how customers really want to relate to you, they want to, to see the human being behind um, the, the voice or behind the email. Um, allow them to, to see who you really are and build that relationship with them, and then you can, uh, and you can do that in a lot of ways with video because it, it meets people's needs on so many different uh, sensory levels. Thank you very much. Great insights on that. And we know video is, it captures you in so many ways, doesn't it, Kirsten? You've got the visual, you've got the audio, you've got whatever creativity is put in the video or just people who hopefully are charismatic and insightful giving you something that you hopefully didn't know before or encouraging you to do something. Thank you. Let's just quickly get a yes or no around the table from Lisa and then Lorraine before I move on and pick something from Lisa's list of must-have marketing tools. Lisa, agree or disagree with Kirsten? Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Anything you have any favorite tools for video editing? Anything you want to talk about? Um, you know, for video editing, Videolicious is definitely a good solution. Um, there's also one that I found that we're kind of experimenting a little bit with, and that's called Promo. Um, and they can, you can even do just kind of pre-made fun little videos um, to doing a little bit more um, customized ones. And so we're testing that right now. Um, so for those two, I think those those are those are great places for small businesses to look to to start. Um, most importantly, regardless of whatever video solution you look at, I mean, just obviously keep in mind that video is is a powerful tool when it comes to creating and building out your marketing stack. And there's a lot of options out there, and it does not have to be overwhelming. 
Thank you. Good insights and very encouraging. Lorraine Maurice, to video or not to video, do you have any favorite software you like to use? <laughs> oh, I, it is to video, and I'm laughing a little bit because Lisa and I did some videos together, and um, <laughs> this is where we did. I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> did. <laughs> old people being young. Um, yes, so video is is. It is when you ask us for predictions, video is one of the predictions that will continue to grow to um, it, to, to be a prominent uh, marketing and selling tool in all forms of, of the digital world. And as we've talked about in past shows, the buyer's new buyer's journey is all about them doing their homework, research, and decision work primarily online. So video becomes a great tool. A, a tip for video that I'll share with everybody that we've mm-hmm. been um, testing is using video as a follow-up to a first sales call or a follow-up to um, even uh, retaining your customer, setting a video thank you, adding um, a little bit of information um, to the call that you made or the appointment that you had. So it brings to life in this kind of online world a, a, a personal relationship. So I am all for it. Um, there are several tools available. Videolicious is one we use. Uh, Lisa mentioned one. There's one called Vimeo. So um, if you do your research, there's several that I think um, you'll, you'll have to find the best one and one that's easiest for you. Thank you. And I'm going to throw one tool here into the mix that I'm familiar with. It's the Mevo camera. I invested in one because I'm no longer using for my TV production. I've been a producer and host of original TV series in New York on Long Island for over 20 years. Moved to Durham here in the studio. The access studio here is not equipped for what I need. So I invested in a Mevo camera and I know that Voice America, the station that we're on now on the business channel, uh, they do events for their customers all over the world. As a matter of fact, uh, Lorraine, I briefly met you at Sapphire last year and we were filming my interviews for Game Changers Radio were being live streamed through a Mevo camera onto Facebook Live. And that was fascinating. And we were picking up like a hundred thousand viewers on some of those. 8 to 12 minute videos. I was interviewing one or two or three people, small panel discussions or one-on-one. I had no idea anybody would want to watch me interviewing people for Game Changers Radio, but apparently they did. And it was just fascinating. But Mevo, it's it's not an inexpensive camera, but it won't break your marketing budget. And then you have options. So you take the chip out, you put a little converter, stick it in the back of your Mac or whatever uh, computer you're using. And I use iMovie. Uh, Kirsten, I use iMovie movie to put in the lower thirds and to put in scrolling credits at the end and for transitions from scene to scene in in my television shows now and I found iMovie incredibly user-friendly compared to what it was a couple years ago so if I may that's something if you have a couple bucks look at look at Amiibo and you can order a soundboard with it and cables and uh, it's probably ready available to readily available to get the advice on what you need for a professional setup and you can pick the shots that you want for your video very clean very clear and you can have one person operate it from an iPad Yes, the whole thing is run off of an iPad, and you change your shots, and you do everything that way, and all kinds of various. So that's my my two cents on that. So, Kirsten, thank well, you Bobby, for the video tool. Yes, if I if you sure if I may add to your two cents. Um, yes. So we've talked about these kind of professional tools to use, but I also mm-hmm. just share um, to our our listeners: do not hesitate to use the technology in your smartphone or your tablet yes. um, to get yes. started. And it's also a good way to um, 
just uh, practice and pilot. So just just a little tidbit um, that we do to, to prepare ourselves to go on camera. Thank you. And, and you know, if you look at the news shows, if you're a, a news junkie or a, an analyst junkie like I am, you'll see that people are no longer going to professional studios and getting the hair and makeup. They are Skyping in from whatever background they've got. And that's probably a good way to get yourself into the, the flow of information is to try and get yourself on a, a talk show or as an expert thought leader. That's a whole other topic, but just wanted to add that. And you can do it from anywhere in the world, from the comfort of your own office, even in your living room, hopefully not the other rooms. Lisa Durrett, I'm looking at your list here, and I have a very provocative item. You say, bare bones, must-haves when it comes to marketing. No budget, no problem. You can get what I'm quoting, Lisa Durrett. You can get what I consider essential tools for building and growing your business, a website with a CMS, branded email, social media dashboard, email marketing with automation for less than, wait for it, less than $1,000 a year. Lisa, tell us more, please. This is interesting. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're talking about tools and we're talking about, you know, the free tools and how, you know, how can a small business or a small to medium enterprise take advantage of what's out there? So many businesses, either by necessity or by choice, have little to no marketing budget. Um, and you have to make the decisions that you have to when you're running a business. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to do marketing. Um and there are a lot of options out there that, that'll let you do exactly what I said. Um, you can get free to, to next to free, really solid websites built. There's some great platforms out there, Squarespace and Wix. Um, Wix actually has this really neat um, AI interface where you go in and you answer questions on, this is the type of business I have, this is the type type of customers we deal with, this is the type of product I have, you answer some questions, and it will basically build a website for you in less than five minutes. Um, you can go in and wow. you know customize it, you can select the pages that you want, and, and it has a really good, very easy to use CMS behind it so that you can keep the content on your site fresh and What is CMS, Lisa? Just tell us uh, what CMS content is. Content management. Content Thank management. You. So, that's managing the content on your site. So one thing that you need to look for when you build a site, if you are going to use one of these tools, is exactly that. Well, you don't have, you don't want to have a site that's static. Um, and you can go down the list from there. There's also really great tools for managing your social media. Hootsuite is one that I always recommend to my clients. It's they have a free version. Um, you don't necessarily get all of the analytics, but it's a place to start. And if you want mm-hmm. to. Um, upgrade to their paid version, it's very reasonable. And just really quick to go back to, um, to for example, Wix, if you, they do have an option for a free site, but, you know, you'll want to invest in your own um, URL for your business if you haven't already. And mm-hmm. if you do that, then there's a, then you pay a low fee to Wix for an annual, I think it's a, it's less than 125 a year, maybe 130. Um, and you get the hosting, and you get to use your own URL. So, again, very reasonable. Um, we were talking about Hootsuite for managing your social media posts and, and engaging with your audience through there. Again, if you want to upgrade to a paid version, very reasonable. But you can easily get, um, you know, the key tools that address, you know, the needs of your business. Um, I think one thing to think of when you're building out, you know, what we're talking about here is your marketing tech stack. Um, if you 
think of the basic building blocks. You know, you don't have to have everything, um, and it can be overwhelming, but think of the four key areas. What do I need to attract, right? You're creating awareness of your business, and you want to generate mm-hmm. leads. How can I engage with people? So now that you have their attention, um, you want to present your business or your solution or your product um, to those that you've attracted to have them consider you. How can you convert, right? So you're closing deals, you're making sales, um, but you're not quite finished. And then once you've gone through those stages and you have people on board, how are you retaining them? So, again, mm-hmm. that's four key areas. If you think of those four when you're evaluating the tools that you want to use, um, I think that will help you help prevent you from feeling overwhelmed and also be a little more selective and strategic when you are evaluating you know, the tools that are out there, and there are thousands of them out there. Um, but if I, think, I think if you just think of those four key areas, um, that will help you get started. Thank you very much, Lisa. Great insights. And Lorraine, I'm going to move to you to comment on what Lisa said, but I want to take a slightly different turn than just asking you to comment. I'm looking at your notes, Lorraine, and in the interest of time, I'm picking one that's a segue from what Lisa said. You say, your website is your most important owned, in quotes, marketing asset. 80% of people look at websites when checking service providers, making it the most commonly used information source by far. Make sure your target audience can find your site with SEO. So my question to you, Lorraine, adding on to what Lisa said is website versus blog. Because we all know a blog is a type of website and you can make regular updates to it easily. You can add video, you can add visual static photos to it, images, whatever you want. You can get comments from people. So what's your take on that, Lorraine? Website versus blog site or both? Well, a blog is a piece of content that supports your website, and it's a piece of authentic content that usually comes from a thought leadership perspective that helps you become a trusted advisor to the customer and audience you're trying to reach. So when you blog, it actually becomes part of the search that takes that audience back to your website. So when you look at the website, and you did quote 80%, the website is key, and having a healthy website is is critical, meaning that your contact information, that first of all, there's contact contact information plus a way to capture somebody that wants to um, chat with you. It means that whatever you're blogging about is also located on your website so that, and that there's even more information so that you show that you have relevancy um, across everything that the, the end user, the customer, your audience is trying to learn about you. So again, a blog is a piece of content, um, as is a, a tweet, um, as is a LinkedIn. But at the end of the day, everybody goes back to your website to confirm what they've read. Thank you very much. That's where I wanted you to go with it. Let's circle around to Kirsten. Kirsten, agree or disagree with the suggestions Lisa DeRet just gave us and or Lorraine's comments on web versus blog. And then we are going to Kirsten. When you're done with that comment, I'm going to have you go right to the crystal ball prediction round because that's where we are. Go ahead, Kirsten. Okay. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with Lorraine's uh, comments about, you know, the, the blog supports um, your your website. It's, it's content that that is real and um, impactful and gives, uh, it, you usually try and give some value uh, to your customers in that blog. And so 
<clears throat> they and, and as Lorraine mentioned, you know, they go back to to your website to verify. Okay, so she gave me this information. Does the does the product that they're trying to um, to uh, and the solution that they're trying to sell does it support what she said? Does it does it do the things that she said it was going to do? Um, and so I absolutely agree with which what she's saying. In terms of crystal ball predictions, I would say that. Um, in uh, in time, the um, you know the, the array of marketing tools that are out there, uh, the, the point tools that that only really um, solve for one particular challenge, um, I think we'll start to see an amalgamation of, of tools that then come to um, together to to solve a wider spread across the marketing organization um, across, uh, but yet still focused on that SME business. So um, not being too uh, um, technology heavy and yet um, allows SMEs to, to, to run a full um, marketing organization off them. Thank you, Kirsten, very much. And let's move to Lisa Duretta in broad, sight, broad insight. I like them both ways. Lisa, take a look in the crystal ball. Kirsten was very efficient in her prediction, so I can actually give you 90 seconds. What do you see coming down the pike in terms of how people will stack up their marketing toolkit stack? Go ahead. I think one thing to keep kind of maybe top of mind is not so much, and I agree with everything that um, Kirsten said, but one thing to keep in mind, too, is, not, again, I'm going to keep coming back to this, don't be distracted by the actual, you know, which tools um, or which, you know, which social media channel or tool should I be on or or which email marketing tool. But maybe even take a look behind the curtain, if you will, and see which tools and apps are being or keeping up to speed with the technology that is going to make them more effective for your business. So the technology that's going to be, driving those tools and make them a more effective um, tool for your business. So, for example, AI. Um, I think AI is going to become the norm in terms of marketing strategy because mm-hmm. of its you know, ability to analyze consumer or customer behavior and feed that into a better, more interactive and personalized um, experience for your customers. So whether it's going to be, I think you'll see that in influencing um, tools that include content creation, um, highly targeted marketing strategies. So almost kind of take a look and monitor those tools that are keeping up with the back-end strategies, the back-end technology that's driving them to make them stay more relevant. Thank you. And enough time for 90 seconds. That's it for Lorraine Maurice. Go ahead, Lorraine. All right couple of things. First of all, I want to, to go back to AI for a minute, artificial intelligence. And um, for our listeners, if you haven't started looking at the data and how to use the data um, to make decisions and then use these tools for your business, I, I suggest you start quickly. And Bonnie, that may need to become a topic for another radio show. I think um, so. so that, that's definitely a, a prediction um, for the future because it's becoming so relevant today. But I also wanted to mention in the small time that we have that use, a, I guess I'm going to give a promotion to Google. 60, you know, 60 seconds, 60 seconds. Go ahead. Oh, preparation for this show. Check out, um, you know, the 50 free marketing tools available today. Check out um, small business tools. Go to the Small Business Administration. Um, they have uh, all kinds of recommendations. Oh, thank you. 
That's great. That's a great resource. You just stopped. I'm waiting for the rest of the, waiting for the rest of the sentence. Thank you very much. So that's the Small Business Administration, the the SBA. Yeah, the SBA has a bunch of small tools, and if, if you just put in Google "small business social media tools" or fifty or um, free best marketing tools, um, you'll see a, a list. And then you go to the SBA, and they also recommend tools and, and give analysis of tools as well. Thank you very much. Ladies, this has been really a great pleasure picking your brains and finding out what you think about this. We came up with some great insights, broad insights, Lisa Durrett. And thank you, Lisa, for, for a great, great, wonderful, all three of you, actually. Kirsten, I hope you feel better. Lorraine, can't wait. Lorraine has planned the rest of her calendar for the rest of the year. And I know Kirsten's thinking about it as well. As I said at the beginning, our listeners don't realize that when I say somebody is a sponsor of a series, they are behind the scenes putting together an editorial calendar, selecting topics. I work with them to hone in on what the overview should be and writing the monologues, and it's a team effort. So two of my very special sponsors are here today, Kirsten Boyleau and Lorraine Maurice Bose at SAP. Thank you so much, ladies. And Lisa Durrett, always wonderful to get your broad insights. I have to say that over and over again. Shout out to Aaron, our engineer extraordinaire at World Talk Radio. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What in the world are you waiting for? A shout out to Brittany Goo as well, Lorraine. There you go. Go out and be a game changer today, just like Kirsten Boyleau, just like Lisa Durrett, and of course, just like Lorraine Maurice. Signing off. Talk to you soon here on Game Changers Radio. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.